This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. The Weekly Dish podcast is presented by Common Ground Minnesota. Food and farming conversations from Minnesota women in agriculture. Learn more at commongroundminnesota.com or follow them on Instagram at commongroundminn. Hey, everybody, it's Steph March for Common Ground Minnesota. Listen, food brings out the passion in people, so let's talk about food together. Common Ground Minnesota is an online resource for you to do that, and it's 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 run by volunteer women farmers from Minnesota of all walks. We're talking big farms, small farms. We're talking dairy. We're talking produce. These women in agriculture are growing and raising the food that we all eat. We love to have a chat with them about what it, what it means to be sustainable and what does it mean when they're using pesticides and why are they doing it. All of this is available at Common Ground Minnesota website. It's commongroundminnesota.com. And then on that new website, you guys, there are videos, there's you know FAQs, there's topics, there's a great blog, all sorts of things, and recipes. And farm dogs, too, by the way. So there you go. Commongroundminnesota.com is your great resource for everything food and families and farms. Don't forget, check them out on Instagram at commongroundminn. Yummy. <laughs> uh, welcome back to Weekly Dish. Top of the hour for the second hour. We have just been chatting. We had a question uh, from Phil. And Phil, you're still there? Phil, are you there? Did you hang up? That's okay. We're going to yeah. answer it anyway. Oh, yeah. oh, there you are, Phil. My yum! Yuck, yuck, yuck. My yum! Phil, yeah. you wanted to know why people don't eat hostas like salad. And A, you can eat them like salad. Right. B, you have to eat them like right as the leaves are starting to unfurl is when you would cut them. Okay. And you want to make sure that obviously the yard hasn't sprayed for pesticides or anything like that. But here's, I think, the reason why we don't eat them more. Hostas are expensive. They're anywhere from $10 to $20 a plant. And if your yard is rife with them, then maybe you feel like you can spare a few leaves. But the rest of us that are gardeners that need this hosta to cover a large space, (laughs) I'm like, I am loathe to cut even one stem because I need that to look beautiful in the summertime. Yeah, I guess. I, I mean, know. Whatever. I mean, you can mask it. They're you're delicious. Making, they are delicious. Yeah, I mean, you're making petty excuses now. <laughs> and, hey, I Mark, agree that the deer it, actually it, get more enjoyment out of my houses than I do. Well, there's that. So, yeah, you know, I just think that they could be utilized more. I mean, even if it's like a 25, you know, 75 mix with any other green or something like that. Yes, for sure. Why don't you send us a picture of your salad? 
Uh, yeah, I'll I'll do that right away as soon as you get on that uh, lawn mowing there, Mark. Yeah, that's gonna happen, Bill. I it like your sassy attitude. You're good. You're our people. I know. All right. Thanks, Phil. Thanks, Phil. We have uh, Molly. We hi, still- Molly. Molly on the line. Molly, there. Did you stay? You I'm here. Yes, I'm here. Yay! What What can we do for you? Oh my gosh. Okay. Panic mode, kind of. Okay. Um, I live in a rural area. We live on a horse farm. Okay. Graduation party coming very quickly. Oops. Yeah. And we're doing like uh, a taco nacho bar. Okay. My son is a huge baker. He's making homemade cookies. I just feel like some people are going to come and grab and go on things. Yeah. I I know every we have horses, we have chickens, we have dogs. Everyone's going to want to see everything and travel around the property. Yep. I'm wanting to know compatible beverages that would be easy and ideal for out on a farm. Do you want them to be on theme? Like do you want them to be like Mexican or well, I think I have to go all over. We have to have any, and obviously I want to accommodate everybody. So, but yeah, on theme would be kind of fun okay. too, you know. I got you. Here's your plan. You're going to get Yoritos sodas. Haritos. Haritos. Yaritos. I'm not sure how you say it. J-A-R-I-T-O-S. <laughs> they yeah. come in mango, pineapple, guava. They're Mexican sodas and they're great. So you're going to okay. have a bucket of those. Then you're going to have a bucket of Pacifico, Negro Modelos. You're going to have a bucket of Mexican beers and a bunch of fresh cut limes. Then you're going to have a bucket of the Hornitos Lime and Tequila hard seltzers because they're very delicious and they're also on trend. Okay, cool. Very cool. And they're palatable for yes. like everyone. From, Great. Sorry, my yep. And they're in a can. In the background. Um, <laughs> you don't have to make a cocktail because you have these seltzers, which are great. Like that, don't feel the pressure that you have to have wine or cocktails or anything. And just put them in a big bin. And if you wanted to do canned wine, you could. Yeah. If you wanted to add that as an option. But, yeah, and I think I'm the only wine drinker, really. Right. But and that's like you can you, you can have your own on the side. You so can you have your sippy you cup. You think I need to have like cups with ice too? No. Or if I just had everything iced down, yep. I'd be yep. good to go. Let me tell you that, and you may have this situation because you live on a farm. But we in the in the boondocks, we had a trailer, you know, that went behind our four wheeler, just like a little metal sort of trailer. We loaded that sucker up with the ice, and we parked it, and we stuck all the beverages in that. And it was like, okay. people just knew where your beverages Huge. are. They walked up. You And I've done a canoe, too. For Matt's graduation, we had his metal canoe. Huge. We loaded that with ice and beverages. So, okay. like, you can think creatively. Like, you could do, like. About containers. Yeah, you don't have to worry well, that it's I have, it's like, easy. some cute trophy things. Yeah, yeah I would think so. I would think so. And then just a ton of, what, what do you think for NA is just, like, like a huge thing of lemonade or no, I, I like think the your Haritos yeah, like your sodas are good. And then just have, I would, I mean, honestly, you could do Mexican Cokes too. Those are the yeah, I was Cokes say, that have a higher sugar content Just do and just do like maybe a couple diet Cokes or something for people who don't want sugar. Sure. Yep. Yep. Okay. Okay. All right. Good I luck. Love Report that back. Send us a picture. Did you hear a chicken crowing in the background no. when she was talking? Amazing. Um, there was one other thing that we were going to say. Okay, top two in an hour, two. I can't remember. Oh, we still haven't addressed the 50 sandwiches. And now, the weekly The lady that wanted to know where to get the 50 sandwiches. Yeah, we did. We talked to. Wait, 50 sandwiches? Yeah, we talked about. We said Certix. Okay, so that's our spot. Didn't we? Hope. We yep. said it live, right? You said Certix. I don't know. I was probably answering other calls yeah. at that point. We don't did know say if there it was on more. Air. Great. <laughs> 
Sorry, we just, wow, today is a day. Mental lapse. It's a day. Um, okay, anyway, it's time for Top 2 and R2. We, we, we already have, played the music. We already played it. We're fine. Um, okay, let's go. Let's go. Let's okay. go. What do you got? What's your first? My graduation hit was the three crepe cakes I got from Belcour. They're cakes that are made with crepes, whipped cream in the middle, raspberries on top with gold leaf. I had one whole cake left over that I brought to my neighbor. They were thrilled. Yes. I have another cake that might be making a, a show at a bridal. At a certain baby shower. Yes, baby shower later this weekend. Yeah. Uh, that I actually, I froze the cake because I had this whole other extra one. Yeah. So we'll see how it ends up. Amazing. Um, okay, so I'm going to tell you about the parlor pack, which is the pickup from parlor, which are these, you can you can get the parlor burgers as like a Happy Meal, yo. Oh, I know. I like it. It's eighty bucks. It's for it's eighty bucks for four parlor burgers, which I think is a steal because you're basically getting them with a bunch of fries and pickles and everything else, and you like you don't have to order. Like you can just go get them, and I think that it's kind of amazing like if you're thinking picnic. about a a crazy picnic or something. I would grab a couple bottles of wine or beer and then grab your parlor pack. I have to tell you, like uh, they brought it to my house because we were doing a, a shoot for a thing, and it was like. It was warm. Like, it was hot. Those burgers stayed hot in that little it. box. And I we had parlor burgers at my house. And I was like, this is magical. Decadent. Yeah. So I love that. Okay. My second one is a cookbook that I bought for oh, you my... you did? I bought it for my um, daughter's girlfriend. And I haven't given it to her yet because, of course, I had to peruse it. You had to love it up. But it's called To Asia With Love. It's, it's heady. Yeah. It's... um, I... Asian food is not my automatic. Oh, I don't have the right link I know link you in have there. the wrong link. You have rhubarb recipes okay, there. I'm going to find the right link. Asian food is not my go-to because I'm not feeling as experienced at cooking it for whatever reason. But this uh, this book and then the Pepper Thai book, I've really enjoyed. So Hetty McKinnon is the woman who wrote To Asia With Love. And she's we've talked about her. She's got a, uh, she's got a great, uh, like... N- magazine kind of thing you know like a literary journal of food that she yep. I've, I've bought a couple of but she's an asian she's an uh a chinese immigrant in australia and she does wonderful she's kind of the du jour the girl of the moment in the food world i like it yeah so i thought the cookbook was sweet um so it's my top two i okay. read through and i was like oh these are a lot of recipes i would actually cook okay um, my second one in top two is going to be Storm King, which is the new and old uh, barbecue spot. Jordan Smith of Black Sheep Pizza. He has opened it up in the former one fermentary next to number 12 cider in the North Loop. And <clears throat> I went and got barbecue to go from there the other day. I went and sat, had a beer while I was waiting for my barbecue to pick up. And I took it home. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. It looked delicious. It was so so good. The brisket was beautiful and just fatty in that good way. I got rib tips. I got or I got the burnt ends, and those were just. In fact, I'm thinking about going back and eating those, and because I didn't finish them. And then we got ribs, and it was just everything was really good. The fries were good. The potato salad was good. Here's what I'm gonna tell you: things were seasoned, and I loved it. Like there was salt on stuff. The fries <laughs> traveled so well. I was sort of shocked because you know I have feelings yeah. about it. I gotta tell you, it was just great. I made fries in my air fryer. Yeah. Uh, no, you're still on the learning curve on that one. I know. And I need to actually read the instructions. How about that? Because <laughs> I use the air fryer setting for fries. And yeah. the first batch was like burnt. Kurt said they were great, but I thought they were burned. And then the second batch I made was undercooked. Oh, I'm a squishy fry girl. So I would probably oh, like those. Yeah, you might have. I know. All right. We're going to take a quick break. You guys, when we come back, we have some uh, service 
issues to chat through about the restaurant industry. We'll be right back. This is the Weekly Dish on My Talk 107.1, brought to you by Hornitos. I hate it when people talk about working with the real estate agent you can trust. Of course you should work with someone you can trust. The issue is, how do you find those people? And you find them by talking to friends and coworkers and hearing about their experiences. I decided to work with Carrie and Sue from Lakes Area Realty because I knew Carrie Augst is a super hard worker and a straight shooter. I knew Sue Durfee as a super agent with tons of experience in the market. And I liked that they had a large network of people to call on when we needed to get our house staged and cleaned and painted. They had people that could help us get all of these things accomplished, and we were all on the same page about what needed to get done to maximize what I could make on my home sale. I used Carrie and Sue Stager, and she took videos of every room in my house with helpful suggestions of ways to prepare my home for a sale. Many buyers and sellers are getting multiple offers, and Carrie and Sue have experience in getting the deal done without necessarily just being the highest offer. Call Carrie Augst and Sue Durfee and ask for the Weekly Dish Hot Dish special offer only for Weekly Dish listeners. Connect with them at CarrieAndSue.com at Lakes Area Realty. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Weekly Dish. I'm Stephanie Hansen here with Stephanie March. Yep. And we alluded to this a little bit last week, Steph, and I just kind of wanted to tell you a tale of two stories. Okay. Okay. Story. These are service. This is a, a service quandary. Okay. Story number one. Thursday night, go into a place that shall remain nameless. 630. Do you have a reservation? No, we do not. Okay, we can get you in in about a half hour. Here's your phone number. We'll text you. Okay. We walk over to the bar area to get a drink. And we're standing there because my uh, Kurt went to the bathroom. So I was waiting for him. And the manager came over and said, I'm sorry, you can't stand here. Okay. Okay. All right. We can't stand here. All sure. right. I said, is there a place where we can... Well, you can stand outside. Oh. Okay. So we go outside. On the way to the go outside, because we're now in the restaurant looking around, right. there's a patio, there's a full inside area and an outside area. There are about 10 tables that are empty and half the bar is empty. But it looks like maybe it's spaced. I'm not sure. Right, right. Capacity-wise. Yeah. I don't know what's going on, but there's... So... uh Kurt comes back to the bathroom and says, well, let's just go get a drink at the bar. I was like, I don't think we can sit there. Well, why not? I was like, I don't know. Let's go to the manager. And she goes, well, those seats are reserved too. Okay. So we're outside now. And 15, 20 minutes have gone by. None of these tables have been sat that we can see. And there are no people coming into the restaurant. Part of me is thinking, well, maybe they have a lot of reservations at 7 o'clock. And they're holding the tables for that. Very likely. Okay. The person comes out and says, do you mind sitting in the bar at a two-top? Nope, that's fine. Okay, so we'll get it cleaned off for you. Five more minutes come by. She comes back and gets us. We go to sit down, and there's three hostesses that are working the hostess stand. We go to sit down, and it is pretty much the worst table in the place, but whatever. Yeah. She puts down a piece of paper and says, this is the menu. You can snap it with your phone. You've got 90 minutes to eat. Thanks. And walks away. Right. So I'm staring at the QR code, which is fine, but I'm at this really crappy table. We've now waited 25 minutes. There's still all these empty tables in the place. And it's just feeling like real weird and not very communicated and not very helpful, not very service oriented. And Kurt and I'm thinking all this in my head and Kurt looks at me and he goes, let's get out of here. These people don't care if we're even here. Yeah. And we did. We well, did. We did. We left. We went to the next place. But 
I thought, okay, all of this is very understandable and I am in the hospitality industry. So I think I'm giving them a huge pass. Yeah. The way that all of this was communicated was really could have been so much better. Like if they, even if like, if, if you're seating, not seating the bar for COVID, then explain that to me. If you have all these tables open because you're short staffed and you can't oversee the section, explain that to me. Like, all I know is I'm staring at your half open restaurant and you're not able to seat us. You're not acting like you care that we're there. We can't get a drink while we wait. You're just like not communicating anything to me other than that. Once I sit down, I've got 90 minutes. Goodbye. Yeah. I, the 90 minutes thing is hard. And I think that that needs to be said across the board. If that's going to be the case and it has to be said like the minute you walk in or I, I think right away, people need to be communicating with just so you know, we are on a 90 minute limit. Before you even and are we, or is that just people's prerogatives as restaurateurs? It's their prerogatives. They okay. don't. But I mean, again, a lot of it has to be with as far as like making sure that because they're not at full capacity, they're not allowed to seat the entire restaurant. So if they're trying to get as many people in as they can, you can't sit at their one table for okay. three hours. Like so, remember again, that part again. So I communication I because there are restaurants who are sort of enforcing that and then there are other restaurants who are enforcing and, a 90 minute like, and are you not able to get a drink at a place right now while you wait it depends you can't there's are places that you can't like go stand on the street with a drink and that's the problem so if they're saying you could have stood in the bar area and maybe had a drink but you could have stood in the vestibule i don't know it depends on again cities. communication it depends on the city it depends on everything else so I think that they need to think about that for sure. But uh, and I will I will only p- pull it back to this. I agree that they should be communicating it. In fact, I wouldn't mind having like a little sign in the door saying we are so happy you're here. Thank you. Just, so you know, here are some of the things that we're dealing with as far as these are the ways that you are. We want you to enjoy us. We have a 90 minute limit. We are going to have to you may have to wait for a table because we're at this capacity. But my big thing is, is that they you said they have three hostesses. OK, I would guarantee you that those hostesses probably haven't really worked in the industry ever and they don't necessarily have the time right now to train people to be these hospitalitarians which we are so used to having one was a manager and that is a fault right there but i'm sure that manager is also now because of the short-staffed you know nature of things that manager is probably doing like six other jobs as well so i just wanted communication and i agree i agree that's all i wanted as an expectation yep I just, I think, and that's the thing is, I think you need to set the expectations of what this is so that people can then respond in kind. Yeah, because if you're seeing a half full restaurant, well, that I, I don't even, meant, I don't even think about that you've anymore. You've got thoughts about that, like why aren't they? What you know, like, but it's it just, hasn't. I guess for me, we haven't had full restaurants ever, like for a year or more. So I don't but even. Those think tables about that. weren't usually there, like, and these Not, are outside tables were half full too. But I'm, you can see it outside. You you can seat outside at full capacity, but not if you don't have the service staff to cover those tables. Well, then, again, communication. Yes, so yes. let me take you to the next example, which happened the next day. Okay. And this is an example of maybe how to do it better, almost like the reverse. Yeah. Get to the restaurant. I realize I had to valet, and I realize that I don't have enough battery in my phone to get my valet later in the evening. Yes. They offer to charge my phone. Okay. I get to the hostess stand. They thank me for coming. They're very appreciative that I'm there. I go and I sit down. Uh, the table is greeted. The sommelier comes over, which I was just going to, I had a French 75 that I ordered from a sommelier, but whatever. Yeah. They went through 
an actual menu that they apologize that they're operating on a limited menu. Yep. But there were enough things on there. They went through the items. They talked about what their house specialties were. We ordered um, a glass of wine that was suggested by the sommelier that we would have never ordered because we wouldn't have known about it. We got our first course. It came with bread. About five minutes later, do we want more bread? We then ordered our entrees. We loved one entree, didn't love the other entree. The server said, I noticed you're not eating a lot of that other entree. Is there something wrong with it? We said, no, there's nothing wrong with it. It's perfectly cooked. It's just not really to our liking. We just don't love it. She said, would you like me to take that off the bill for you? No, thank you. It's We're glad we ordered it. We're glad we tried it. It's just not to our taste. That's not your fault. That's on us. We enjoy our dinner. They offered to wrap up all of the individual pieces of the dinner that were left over. They did a full service on the desserts. Like, it was just like service. Like, like you I remembered? remembered. And I almost got tearful because I was like, this is exceptional. And then when we paid... You know, it was, we paid our tip. It was a tipping restaurant. It wasn't a service gratuity. So I knew exactly how I was supposed to proceed. And if you're wondering, we're going to talk about that a little more in depth next week. Yeah. But I just thought, what is the difference here in this experience? One is it was a little finer dining. Yeah. So probably from a service and a wait staff standpoint. I was going to say you, the two con, the two restaurants you are comparing. I have a feeling, even though we haven't said the names, you've told me a little bit. Are they're not the same type of restaurant? So they're it's not. you can't really say it's apples to oranges. It is apples to oranges. But I just walked away and thought, okay. There are people that haven't eaten out in a very long time, and it is a challenging climate, and we're trying to support restaurants. I just want to say, if you're in the hospitality industry, communication is better right now. Like, just communicate. That's the only expectation. And if you're running a place, you have to still talk to your servers about communication. We understand it's really difficult times, but the guests want to know what to expect from you. That's all. Yes, yes. I agree. We are, and we can take your calls, you guys, 651-641-1071. We're going to continue this conversation because I have some questions for you. Okay. So we will continue this. If you want to give us a call and give us your input, feel free. 651-641-1071. We'll be right back. Weekly Dishers, spring is sprung, and that means the best tasting wild caught seafood is available from Sitka Salmon. You may have heard us talk about Sitka Salmon before on the show, and that's because we are huge fans. Sitka Salmon standards for quality are unrivaled in the industry because you see, Sitka Salmon is a community supported fishery. The fish they process for you to eat are caught by a collective of small boat fishermen, fisherwomen, and families. Some of these families have been fishing for multiple generations, and knowing the boat your fish comes from is not typical of most fish you buy. When you buy a Sitka salmon share, you're getting the freshest quality fish you can, and you can trace the fish back to its source. With your share, you're part of the Sitka family, and you get monthly fish shipments of salmon, lingcod, crab, tuna, halibut, and you get the freshest fish while it's in season. They even have recipes, but I've been steaming my cod in my Instant Pot. The fish is so delicious, you don't even need to do much to serve it other than cook it and eat it. So Weekly Dishers, here is how you get your $25 discount for the first month of a premium Sitka salmon share. 
Type sitkasalmonshares.com backslash weekly dish and you save $25. So save $25 on your box. Again, type sitka, S-I-T-K-A, salmonshares.com backslash weekly dish and you save $25. Hey everybody, welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us today. Um, We are going to continue our discussion of, uh, we were talking about service quandaries and sort of, it's almost the state of service right now, right? Because part of the thing is, um, we're in a delicate space and Hanson told us a couple of stories of some experiences she's had within the last couple of days. And I have to tell you that I am, my biggest thing is the 90 minute thing. I have a hard time with that. I also have a hard time with reservations, you know, like knowing that I have to make a reservation. I can't just pop into a place. Yeah. I've been experiencing a little bit of that too. And like a lot of places still aren't open. Right. I, Mondays, forget about it. Almost, yeah, Mondays right? and Tuesdays. I don't think anyone's ever going to be open again. Sorry. And and it's, it's it has a lot to do with what we've talked about, which is not necessarily, you know, it's like a staffing shortage. It's not a labor shortage. It's just sort of a reluctance to, you know, go back to some of those jobs. And so in this moment, you know, as we're reimagining what the industry is, you know, the hardest part, again, is that we as eaters are so excited to go out. And like I said, walking through North Loop last the other night or just like seeing it packed to the gills and how people are excited to rejoin that piece of it and knowing that that's tough for the businesses that are there to support them. And it's kind of this weird balance that we're all in. And I don't know. I don't have the answer other than kindness. And hopefully people are communicating with each other. You know? I, I guess that's I'm I'm trying not to complain, but I just want the takeaway to be we know as diners that you're in a weird space. Right. We know that you're in this transition, this ramp up. I know uh, uh, Justin Sutherland's talked about it. What I want as the diner is I just want communication, right. like overly communicate to me what's happening and give me the tools to make those decisions. Yeah. Or to understand what the expectation is. It just kindness, communication, it goes both ways. Right. It goes both ways. Yeah. It's We've said this, that hospitality is, uh, has to happen on both sides. But I do think there is some stuff that it's just like right now. Uh, here's the thing with the phones, like what you were saying, you had to get your valet with a phone or, you know, you have to, you know, figure this out. And one of my big things is like the snapping of the QR codes on the menus. I don't mind that in certain instances, um, but I do have a thing of like knowing that then, you know, like I don't want like if I if I'm just going to get a beer at a tap room, I'm happy to snap the QR code, get my beer and then pay for it. And then right. it comes to you and you're sitting there. That happened at prize. And I was happy with that. Um, and I, you know, but at the same time, like if I'm going to go sit in a restaurant and snap it and then have to like read the menu on my phone, like that has like that has dishes that then has to be described and listed. And I have to, and it's a PDF. Yeah. Yep. And you have to like make in it bigger, out. make it smaller, move it over, make it bigger, make it smaller. Move. I just, to me, that's a service ding. I don't, I, as a, as a person, I understand, I, I guess I don't know if it's a cost thing that you don't want to print your menus, like, you know, over and over and over for paper cost. To me, I would rather have it on a chalkboard or I would rather have, you know, a plastic coated paper that then you just reuse. You know what I mean? So that you don't. So I don't know where that lands. Um, I don't think QR code ordering is going away. I think for a lot of I think for a tap room, if it's just a list and if I'm just ordering from a list of things, that's an easy thing to do. But if it's descriptions, that's a problem I think I have. So, but I don't know. I don't know how we're definitely in a weird new space. Like, and anything that is happening right now is they're all trying to figure out what this looks like. And with the, the smaller amount of staff, think about what is going to happen 
if and when, you know, they start to pull back on the benefits. And, you know, they say that in September, everybody's unemployment benefits will run out and people will have to, you know, will have to go find other jobs. But I'm still convinced that they may not find they may not want restaurant jobs. Right. And so we may there's people who are like, oh, it'll be great because it'll will be flush with you know people who need work. I don't know if our industry will be. I don't know. Right. And a lot of it has to do with this idea of how people are being treated and how everyone's feeling about things right now, because the shared trauma of the last year is real on all levels. Right. But we don't allow our people who are there to help serve us have that as a debilitating factor because we need them to we need them. I wonder, too, if the leaders in our industry. So I'm talking about like managers and people that own restaurants. They're probably dealing with so many things that like a service training, does that seem like tone deaf almost from their perspective? No, I, I don't think so. I think it's I think it's about expectation. Are you saying like you're saying like if like somebody said, hey, we're going to put you into service training, that that would be horrible? Oh, no, but like as, as a manager at this point, people need leadership, but they also need training. Like people have forgotten oh. like the service piece. They're and rusty. Yeah. So does it seem tone deaf as the manager of a restaurant or the owner of a restaurant to say like, hey, gang, we need to really have a focused training session on service? No, because in my mind, as someone who has opened restaurants and my job was training service, is that that never stops. It should never stop. You could be, we could have never had a blip. And in my mind, every day you show up for the pre-shift, every day you have family meal and you sit and you talk and you say, what are we going to do today? What are some goals? Let's make sure that every guest gets, you know, a, a hello. You know, let's make that our goal today. You know, and you just reinforce. I think you always do that. So I think right now as they're coming together, I would hope that the service managers and the teams are kind of coming together and saying like, hey, like, you know, let's talk about how we're going to interact on let's let's talk about how we're going to enforce the 90 minute rule. What does that look like for you? And how many rest like I'm curious. OK, you have campers. We used to call them campers, the mm-hmm. people that camp out and never leave. How many people are staying in restaurants over 90 minutes Me. to make this your whole platform of like, really? Well, here's the thing is if I, you're a burger joint after 90 minutes. I'm kind of done. Well, a two top, I think you have a 90 minute. That's a realistic thing. The two times that I have been kicked off a table <laughs> within the last three months and or two weeks um, has been because I'm gathering with people I haven't seen in a long time. And so that's what's happening. It's okay. like you're coming in and like we had a six top or we have like a five top. And so you're seeing people that you haven't actually dined with. The experience is like, oh, my God. And you don't really want to let it go. And you just want to have that that long, beautiful thing. And I'm. Very respectful of a time limit, but it is hard. And I wonder, though, if the restaurant, like, can't you manage that? You used to manage it. They, mine were managing it. I mean, I guess I like, don't kick me out. Well, why do you have to kick me out? Like, I'm at a six top. I'm here. Like, again, just taking the reverse right. position just for the sake of argument. We used to manage campers as a restaurant tour. Why can't we manage them now? Because why do we you have, have to- a set? You have a smaller amount of tables and you have probably done reservations to make sure that you have people coming in because you can't really count on walk-ins. And so what's happening is I think you have to, you have someone who says a five o'clock reservation and then you have someone at seven 30. But and we so, used to manage that as a restaurant. I, I think they are, but you used to have more tables to kind of move around and play with. Like you used to be able good to point. say, if I can't get, so if these guys are still sitting here, then I can at least plug them in over here. Yeah, now you point. don't have the service and coverage the or the capacity. Of, yeah. Like banquets and pushing them together. And yeah, 
so you don't have that. So there's a lot. I think that's to me why the essence of the 90 minute rule is important. And I get it. And I'm going to leave. I just want to be, I want someone at 20 minutes ahead to say, here's our situation. Like we're looking at 20 minutes. That means I could get you one more cocktail or I could do this. I don't want to force you to, you know, but just like, I want a 20 minute warning to remind me. That's called service. Yeah, no, no. I mean, but then you would feel so differently about like, oh, okay, do I do it? Do I do it? And then you make your decision. And then that next 20 minutes goes by and you're ready to go. Yeah. Or that person who comes by, it's a 90 minute time. You have to leave. Right. What is service? Which is the service well, side? Well, of course. But again, again, we're talking about people who may have not been in the industry a True. long time. They don't, it takes years to learn this stuff. So I get it. Um, but, you know, one of the other things is that you have to understand there are people who are still making reservations and just no showing. In I fact, did that by accident. Okay, well, you're horrible. Okay, the place that I got the great service at, I confessed. Because I got an email the next morning that said, thanks for coming. And I was coming that night. Mm-hmm. So I called and I said, I think I screwed up. I think I made a reservation for last night when I meant to come tonight. I'm yeah. so sorry. So I did Mia culpa because I was doing it on my phone and I just picked the wrong day. I don't know if you saw, I don't know if you know who Keith McNally is. He's, no. he's a New York restaurateur. He put on his Facebook page the, or on his uh, Instagram. You should look him up. He's, uh, he's basically called out Graydon Carter who was the former Vanity Fair oh, editor. Yeah. Who goes who, after everyone. My God. He basically slammed him in a post that said, we made special arrangements for a 12 top. You know, at lunch, we brought in servers so that, because we know that he knows, you know, he's a yeah. restaurateur himself and he has demanding uh, feelings. And so we made sure that, and they're like, you know, at this restaurant, I don't remember which one it was, uh, but we are packed. We were busy, but we had these two tables, these two six top tables Sitting there open, waiting for him to show up at noon, and he didn't show up at noon, and he didn't show up at one. And all of a sudden at two, they get a phone call from his assistant saying, you know what, he's not coming. And sorry about that. He (sighs) forgot to cancel the reservation. Like, that is not, that's like, that restaurant lost tables, the servers lost money. Everybody lost because you're just careless about that. Like, that's the thing. It can't happen like that. It can't. It's like you want to be treated yeah, with the like utmost the service, and then yep. you, you just want to be able to be loose and carefree and not have to be held to the fire. Yeah, I was careless, but I did, again, confess. So you should have just give him $100. No, I'm just kidding. No, I, don't know. I can't! <laughs> but I don't mind that either. I wouldn't mind. It. I, for me, if you're going to hold to the reservations, I don't care if someone says you There have, are places that you have to pay at your reservation. Yes. Well, think about this. I went to go rent a Home Depot truck, and they charged me 150 bucks to hold it. Yep. You know, so I got there. I did my truck. I did the drive. It ended up being 40 It wouldn't bug me. It, it ended up being 40 bucks, and then they refunded the rest. That would be fine with me. I would be absolutely happy to do that. It wouldn't bug me to pay for 50 bucks to apply towards my bill that night. Yeah. I yeah, think if they especially like in in places where, you know, it's kind of a good reservation to get, you know, the smaller amount of places like Hyacinth, I think, or Estelle, you know, kind of hot, trendy yep. places, but they're, they don't have a ton of tables. I would do that. Oh, Hyacinth. I, I ate there and it was so delicious. I, I just love that place. All right. So we didn't really talk about service charges and I, we were going to address, we are going to talk about it next week because I have a blog coming out, but we are talking about, um, we are talking about, uh, it, the, there's a lot of confusion in terms of people and should there be. We a- haven't even talked about the mask situation. I was at I know. getting my nails done yesterday and there was in an two entire. Weeks. Sorry. Sorry, two weeks. You're right. <laughs> Sorry. Because we are off next yes. week. Yes. Oh, we are. Yeah. Because yeah. they're going to have a replay. But I was at a place yesterday getting my nails done. Yeah. In the entire place, every single person had a mask on but one woman. Yeah. I had that same. Suit. And I was it's looking at thing. her and just thinking, 
I don't know. Like, it, it just seems weird that you're the only person in here without a mask on. There's a whole thing with that. Yeah, it's weird. It is weird. And maybe she's vaccinated and she doesn't need her mask. I don't know. I wasn't judging her. Well, I guess yes, I am you judging her. <laughs> you just brought yeah, her I up. Am you judging were judging. Her. But it was just odd. Yeah. And here you are sitting at this place with every single person in there has a mask on but you. Yeah. Don't you notice that? Mm-hmm. Doesn't that make you want to put your mask on? No, it makes her want to like... Not put the mask on twice? Yep. <laughs> it makes her going to dig down and say no. This All right. has been sort of a controversial show. I know, but and yet not. So there it is. All right, we're going to take a quick break, All right, and we're going to come back with the locals we love. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us today. If you missed any of this controversial show, of course, of course, of course, it's on the podcast. So you can always dial it All up. All week, we'll be getting like, hey, I heard you talk about this. Yeah, that's the hard part when people listen on like a Monday or Tuesday, and then they send you the question. You're like, wait, I don't wait. What did I say? That happens. Yeah. I mean, a little bit here and there. It does. Um, okay, so let's talk a little bit about some locals that we love and things. Um, did you see about? Did you see anything about the Irby Butcher's new fried chicken shop? I did. Wow! Did they get a big opening yesterday? Yeah, I I'm still not. I haven't been to a lot of these plant based forward places, but I'm lo- I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm interested to try it because I think it'll have a different one, a different texture than the they one. They do really plant-based meat products. What do we call those when they're... Everything Herbivore's Butcher does is great. Let's just say that. I don't agree with that. Oh, I do. <laughs> I think they do it really well. I And that's that's sort of my thing is I was just saying that I'm excited to see the difference between the, the stock and spade chicken, which has got some tofu and some different yep. stuff in it, some brown rice, versus this stuff. Herby Butcher technically uses the Satan, which is yep. wheat gluten. I'm just interested to see what those textures match up to be. Like, what's the difference? What's the play? Um, because I will say that stock and spade chicken, it shocked me how great it was. Yeah. Like how it was very much, you know, like an actual piece of chicken. I think you uncovered the bottom line of some of these too, which is it's about the sauce and the condiments. It is. It's all about how you sauce it so up. It's just a sauce receptacle. Yeah. I mean, like if you have all the good things, but again, and, and this is, I like, you know, again, with these guys saying, you know, we're not basically trying to convince you that this is, this is the entire way of eating. They're just saying, Hey, if if you want to throw a, a chicken sandwich into your repertoire once a week or something like that, it just it helps in their mind. So. Yes, for sure. I don't know. I'm interested to see. They have a they do have online ordering. It is a it's like a pickup window. It's not you know it's like a, it's the old elbow room, the R A McSammy's elbow room on 48th. You probably never went. No slip of a shop, teeny tiny. So it's best if you do an online order situation and then plan to pick it up. Okay. And they were behind yesterday, I guess, by like 20, 30 minutes. It happens. That's the way it goes. Um, and they're figuring it out. Uh, I will tell you that uh, there is. Have you, did you go to the coconut whisk opening downtown? Okay, I want to talk about this. Okay. I did not go, but I saw it. I was at that Target having to do an errand, oh. and it's right across the street in the Young Quinlan Building. There's a beautiful pink neon. Uh, Miles Olson and Bella Lamb, who are the owners of that place, it is real sweet, yeah. real cute. When, you know, I'm glad that people are investing in downtown again because we're in this weird space of trying to get downtown rolling, but it's going to be a while. And I just love that they took a chance. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think that they have, uh, I love the fact that she started with these pancake mixes, these yep. gluten-free vegan pancake mixes. And now she's got this store where they're doing waffles yeah, and pancakes yeah, and matcha coffees. lattes mm-hmm. and all sorts of good stuff. I think that when the Target set comes back, 
this will be a wonderful thing. And their aesthetic is beautiful. The store is cute. Yeah. It's really adorable. It's got all the good vibes. Yep. I think it took over where there used to be um, a Dunn Brothers there. You're maybe that feel right? on the wrong side of the street. They have two openings. I know that. They're like Nicollet Mall is one door. And then they have an inside door. I think there was, was it a Starbucks that was there? Oh, maybe it was. I can't remember, Stephanie. Yeah. But, but it's it on the right-hand side of Nicollet Mall if you are heading east. Nicollet Mall, doesn't that go north-south? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, speaking of... Uh, gosh, why I just even opened up wrong? that can of worms. I know. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, it's I'm the in the Young Quinlan building. Thinks north is always in front of me because right, no, that's it's where the arrow is going, on a map. It's north. <laughs> oh my god! Um, Misant Bon Me Company. Oh, I'm excited about this Roseville. place in Roseville. Oh god, it's so good. Is it? Because I so just good. love Bon Me. Like we will travel for Bon Me. Yeah. We'll travel for Fa. Well, if you think about it from here in the station, it's you pop up yeah. the road here, 280, and you're there. I actually thought about, I don't have time today, but I literally thought about going there. Yeah. After this. Excited about that. I spot. know. So they've got a lot of great spots there. They have one in Brooklyn Park, you know, but they've got, you know, rice and noodle bowls, spring rolls, bubble tea, croissants, all the good stuff besides the bun me. So I, I had an them. interview with these folks that have grass fed cattle company in Edina. Yeah. And it's basically a warehouse for their grass fed cattle beef, but also they've got pork and they've got chickens and it's you can order like a roast or you can order five pounds of ground beef. You don't have to order like quarters, halves or holes. Oh, you can order individual cuts from them. Yep. So if you're interested in that grass fed cattle co- company dot com. Yeah. Oh, and they're local. They Their farm is in good hue. Yeah. I kind of I always wondered about them and like why they haven't done very much. I mean, they don't do a lot of social or advertising or outreach. Or they're anything. just, I think they've got 500 head of cattle. So they had, uh, I was podcasting with them. They'd had 12 calves that day. Oh my God. Isn't that sweet? That's crazy. Yeah. I love that. Um, letting you know that, uh, Valley fair is open today. Oh, Did so you see excited. That? How cool so is that? excited for Valley fair. Are you going to go? Yes. I'm going to go in July. Okay. I already have a date planned. Oh, you do? We're going to take the whole day. We're going to go to Soak City. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's one of those things of summer. I was trying to get the grads, which will be grads, uh, to be thinking about that because we used to do that. Like the end of the school year was a big thing of like, yes. let's go to Valley Fair and and so many crazy, weird memory things. And so I was like, you guys should all as like before you all split and go across the country because they're all leaving, you know, except for a couple staying local. But like go to Valley Fair. I'm like, go to Valley Fair as a group. And just- I would go there as a patrol. That would be like, we'd have our, I was a school patrol and yeah. we'd have like a school patrol commemorative event at Valley oh. Fair at the end of the year. Yeah, they did physics classes always at the end and you had like a little worksheet but nobody did the work. <laughs> um, last time I was there, I think it was chaperoning uh, Camp Spooky or whatever it was or the Spook Fest, whatever they do there. Valley Scare. Thank you. Spook Fest I sounds know. terrible. I know. Spooky. <laughs> Camp Spooky. Scary. Um, but anyway, they, um, they, uh, they're kind of, I think, I think I just like, it's a feeling. Valley Fair is a feeling you have. Yes. Valley Fair is a feeling. It's like the Twins opener is a feeling too. True. True. Did you know that you can get $5 tickets for the Twins games, the home games? (laughs) Doesn't shock me. Well, I've never been. I've never been. And I'm like, this would motivate me to go have a beer or two, sit outside, check out some of the food. Right. Because I mean, maybe you can find another team to root for. And then like, no, I'm not a sporty spice. So I'm just going for the food. But for five bucks, I totally would do that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm doing it. You should. I'm going to wait till I get a good summer day. Yeah. 
and get a ballpark thing. And they're standing like you can you can you don't have, to have seats either. Like if you don't feel like your seat is right. What I love about it is you can walk around and you can like hang out and stuff like in the rails. You yeah, can go just sit like at the rails. Um, I wanted to make sure that we all know that Rose Fest is coming back. Oh, Chuck Kansky's bringing her back. I know we're going to have him on when we get closer to it, but it is on June 20th. And they are um, they're throwing it in St. Paul at Kellogg Mall Park. And it's downtown. Yeah. And it's like the fountains and everything else. It's along the river bridge. Right. That's what I think. And they'll be It'll be a good spot. Yeah. And so they're gonna have both the tasting for forty five bucks and then there's gonna be like a bar area that you can just go and a la carte, do whatever you want. I might have written a frose recipe on Stephanie's dish dot com yesterday. Okay. If you're looking for frose. If you're looking for frose. Excellent. All right, gang. Go out there and have a good one. And then next weekend, take a break and go eat all the picnic foods that you possibly can. Stuff them in your face. Thanks, Hopi. We love you. On November 13th, it's the dawning of a new era. When the NFL debuts in Germany, live on NFL Network. Brady and the Bucks. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. DK and the Seahawks. Puts the ball up. Wake up and watch with the world. It's Sunday morning football. Live from Munich. Sunday at 9.30 a.m. Eastern, only on NFL Network.